So what do you two do at this, what did you call it, a book club? Well, we read, and then we talk about what we read. Oh, really? You read and talk every week. You sure this isn't just some excuse for you and those catty women to get together and talk about what assholes your husbands and boyfriends are? Oh, why would we ever have a need to do that? You know, that mouth won't get you far in this life. At least not using it that way. Ha ha. So what the hell do you clucking hens read anyway? Why does the little cock care so much? Ouch! You wound me. But fair. It's, it's just I've never been invited to one, so I'm curious what goes down. Just normal stuff. Stop being so weird. Yeah, that's not suspicious at all. Quit dodging. What do you read? Um, books? Fine, fine. Keep your secrets. You have your book club. I have my strip clubs. Hey gang, thanks for joining us this week for the Nerd Blitz Book Club. I'm Doom. And I'm Fitz. And welcome to Series 7, the one episode, the second one episode series. Um, This is going to be interesting. This is going to be interesting. Uh, The book we're reading is Dragonlance, Dragons of Autumn Twilight. Or would it be Dragons of Autumn Twilight, Dragonlance Chronicles Volume 1? I guess it'll be Dragonlance Chronicles, Volume 1, Dragons of Autumn Twilight. Autumn Twilight. Yeah. Okay. By Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman? Or Weiss. I'm not sure how you say it. Oh, motherfucker. I've never... It's another thing. Like, Raceland. It's not... It's never... I've never heard somebody actually say the word. Oh, yeah. That's right. Because you didn't watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did. But I don't remember how they said it. And you I, purged it. Yeah. And if it, if it varied from how I said it, I wouldn't have taken it anyway, just because that movie's so shitty. Yeah, I know. I've tried to watch it like three times and been like, no, no. It's no. fucking awful. It is. It really fucking is. It is an absolute disgrace. It's a disgrace. I can't imagine loving this story and then being like, there's a movie? And oh, oh my God, dude. Like, oh. I, I, follow, I followed the website, the development of this oh, movie for like two years. Yeah. It was like, oh my God, it's still coming out. Oh my God, they're still working on it. They're still working on it. And then it came out and it was like, "Are you?" I bought it the day it came out. Yeah. And brought it home and watched it, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me with this shit? This animation looks like worse than fucking the Smurfs animation. Like Two years? It looks like you spent two weeks. That's being generous. <laughs> but l- let me break this down for you, gang. This is going to be an interest- interesting episode because a few... I was going to say a few weeks ago. It's over about two, three months ago now. I said to you, because I've really been wanting to read some D&D fantasy something, and I keep looking at D&D books on eBay, and it's like fucking $60 for three books, and it's like, you can suck my balls. Um, So it's like, it's it's been hard to come by any D&D novels, and it's like, I'm not rereading the one I just read. Even though I loved it, I'm not rereading it. Fuck off. So 
I said to you, it's like, hey, would you mind if I read that and we did like book two for book club, which I'm still open to doing. And you were like, oh, I don't give a fuck. I'll read it then. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then you read it before me because I had a bunch of shit stacked up because I was trying to get the Halloween reviews out of the way and everything. And I wanted to make sure I wouldn't get behind. So I was like, I'm, I'm going to start this now so that maybe we'll finish around the same time. But as it, as it turns out, I blew through that thing in like three weeks or two and a half weeks. I, it took me a month and a day. I was like, I was done before you even started, I think. Uh, you were by a couple weeks. Yeah, it was crazy. So that's like how we came to this. And you were like, no, I'll read it too. So you read it and you gave me a couple of warnings. Yeah, because one thing I did notice was it was it was a little rougher than... Uh, than you recall? Than I recall, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, not, I mean, yeah, I know what you're going to say and I, I agree. It's like, like, unprofe- like kind of unprofessional, well, like amateurish. B- before we get into it, let me just say, I did find it for the most part enjoyable. I don't want to, and this is the reason why I, I haven't written a review yet and I don't know if I will write a review because I did like it for the most part, but some of the problems I have are too big that if I just wrote a review, it would sound like I'm just like, oh, this is a fucking piece of shit. And I don't want to come off like that. Yeah, I got you. Because, like I said, I did find it mostly enjoyable. I can't stress that enough. But I just before we dive balls deep in, I just want to say to you, Smokey and Jay Sarge, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> I'm... I'm going to be fucking shredding this fucker a little bit because I I finished it last Monday. This is a Saturday. Mm-hmm. And since I've been struggling with it, it, I took almost a day before I said, hey, do you want to do a book club about this? Because I just couldn't fucking figure it out. And you kind of warned me about this. You said it feels like a series of encounters in a game. It feels very much like a, a like a module, which is makes sense because that's what right. that's what they were hired to do was create these Dragonlance modules, and then the modules became so popular that they were like, well, "Why don't you turn this into a book?" So the, I think, right. I'm sure that's what they did was they just took all the the fluff text and everything from these modules, and then like you know, kind of stitched it together and you know made some more connective tissue and you know all that stuff. And see. I, I wrote a couple notes down because, I like I said, I've been spending almost a week trying to figure this out. And, like, my first note that I wrote down was it feels like a nonlinear series of vignettes. Mm. It, yeah. It, and, I mean, one of my other notes is it's hard to nail down exactly what the overall plot is for me. Right. Because, yeah, especially in this one, it's, yeah, it's a little bit harder to figure out what the plot is. Because it starts out like a mystery. Right, and then then it turns more into like a qu- like a uh, chase. Right, and then there was a there's a couple like escapes, yeah, and then it all leads up to the big showdown at the end, and then there's some like extraneous shit in there too that, like the a whole lot. like like the whole forest master thing, and right, there's a lot of stuff that that definitely seemed like a just an encounter during an adventure. It had felt like it didn't have a whole lot to do with the story at all. Well, okay, this is a 444-page novel or something. This was when I knew I had problems. I was trying to summarize it for the review, and I put, A band of friends reunite 
after a few years apart and soon find themselves in the midst of a brewing war. The favor of the gods has returned, dragons have come back from the brink of myth, and carnage reigns reign supreme as the gang begins to, as the group begins the journey of a lifetime. And I'm like, that really doesn't tell me anything. That I feel like that's an apt description of the book, but that's not really a description. That feels like a back cover blurb, maybe. I mean, that's pretty, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the story of this book. But if I can boil down 400 and something pages to that, yeah, well, that's where I started having conflict. Well, I mean, there's more there's more de- in the details to, than that, but yeah. Right, but I mean, the I Am Legend, that's a short story. It's like 160 pages. My description for that was like twice as long. Oh, really? Yeah. That, Like I said, that's when I started having problems and knew there there was trouble ahead. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But like, yeah, if it almost feels like, and this goes to what you're saying about it being a grouping of modules or whatever... But to me, it felt like they had written a few short stories and were like, shit, why don't we just cobble these together and make it a long novel? Yeah, and and essentially that's what it is, yeah. Right, and the connective tissue is like where I told you, like, I have some problems with this because, like, they follow some fucking boring-ass shit for so long, and then later on you think, okay, well, I, I that it was kind of boring, but... After a while of hitting that type of shit, it's like, oh, okay, I get it. They're doing character moments. Got it. Then towards the end, they're like, nah, fuck that shit. We're just going to jump ahead. And they they were shifting through time, like forward through time, in weird fucking ways. And that threw the pacing off for me. Yeah. Yeah, the pacing is odd in this book. In the beginning, like, they're slowing down and fucking doing all these character shit. And it took me a while to fucking understand that and get into it and enjoy it. Yeah. But then towards the end, like I said, they're like, eh, fuck, who who needs character? Let's just finish this story. Let's do this plot stuff. Like, when they were in that prison towards the end, mm-hmm. and they're like, here's our plan. And then the next chapter starts with them, like, halfway through the plan, and here's three new characters, and I'm like, wait, did I fucking miss something? Mm, yeah, I know what you're saying. Well, Who it's, the fuck is this Marietta or whatever? Is that one of the elf people? One of the elves that that they found in the prison? I, th- Yeah, it was when the men and the women were separated and the men yeah. were in the mines and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, it starts off talking about this... I think her name was Marietta. I can't find it. But, yeah, it starts off talking about her. I'm like... Who the fuck is this? Mm, yeah. Let's see. I'm trying to look. M-A-R-I-T-T-A. Marita? Marita. So, yeah, it it immediately starts talking about her. I'm like, who who the fuck is... What the fuck is going on here? Yeah. No, I, I, I understand. And I know I'm jumping all over, and I hope I'm tying all these loops up and I'm not leaving shit dangling, but... Angie and I read the uh, second Dan Shamble book, okay? And one of her complaints was, like, the cast was so big, the cast of characters. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, a 300-page novel. And I'm like, it didn't really bother me because it, it starts off with, like, three or four characters. Mm-hmm. And slowly throughout, he's like, hey, here's this guy and this guy and these three guys and these two guys and this guy and this guy and this guy. My problem with this is, like, within 50 pages, there's, like, here's nine characters. Keep up. Well, yeah, it's the whole party. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's 
it sort of started off with like, okay, here's three people, but it quickly, like I said, within 50 pages. Oh, yeah. It was like nine characters, and these characters that we introduced, fuck them, they're not important anymore. So you're up to a cast of almost 12 characters. Some have already disappeared and have no meaning like who? to you anymore. Like who? Uh, like the bar people. The bar, like the, the barmaid and the bartender? Yeah. Oh, they come back. No, they do, but yeah. within 50 pages, they're gone and not even mentioned anymore. Well, yeah, because they, so they had to get the fuck out of that bar. I know, but it, it's just... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying. It's the pacing of it is just like, it's so choppy because it's like, you think these are going to be the main characters or something, and then they're like, nah, fuck them, don't even worry about them anymore. Here's these people. I don't know this for a fact, because it's been so long since I've read the other two books. Right. But my guess is going to be that those problems go away in the second and third book, and then the the overall three book story you're not going to remember as a whole yeah you're not going to remember all these little gripes well see that was my hope too because i've looked at the second and third book and the books get shorter yeah which i think is a good thing yeah they probably cut out a bunch of chuffa yes and it's like i i enjoyed the second half more than the first half or i hate this in like fantasy books book one and book two in the same book that annoys the shit out of me. But book two I enjoyed more than book one. But that's when they were like, ah, fuck all this character shit. We just got to get this to the end. Mm. And it's like, that adds to some of the unevenness for me too. But I, I would hope that by the time they got to the second and third book, they would kind of figure out what the fuck they were doing a little more. Yeah. And I, I don't think the writing process was probably the same. Probably. I would the hope. In the second and third one. Like, I don't think... Yeah. Uh, like, I think the first book is, like, all the modules and shit. I don't know that the second and third books were based on any modules. I don't know for sure. Okay. But, but like I said, I think I think when you read all three of the books, right, all, right. all these little minor gripes are going to fall out, and all you're going to remember are the highlights, because the, the important bits of the story, which is the same with Lord of the Rings, actually. Like, kind of. There's all kinds of shit, like the shit with Tom Bombadil and all. Like, none of that shit makes... A, goddamn bit of difference at all in the overall story right. of it all that shit falls out and all you remember is the the big moments you know you don't remember all the all the little goofy shit talking about lord of the rings i've i've completely read all of the hobbit when i started reading lord of the rings i was like are you was this the same fucking dude because it did it, it started having like you said tom bombadil and shit and it's like what the fuck who gives a shit? And I've always <laughs> talked about in Tom Bombadil's fucking little hut when he takes like a, a half a paragraph to a paragraph to describe a fucking chair in an Afghan. Right. And it's like, is this going to be a fucking cloak of invisibility or some shit? Because if not, why the fuck do I care? Yeah, they're like they're like setting the mood or setting the stage, but it's like way too much. It's like if I was trying to describe you to somebody and I just started talking about your shirt and it's like, oh, it's fucking 400 thread count. It was kind of blue. And it's like, this does not describe Fitz. That's his fucking shirt. The seams are groaning <laughs> with every move. <laughs> uh, uh, wow. That's a type of joke I'd make about myself. But yeah, it's like, I'm not describing you, I'm describing your shirt, which your shirt does not fucking impact who you are at all. 
No. So yeah, why I... the fuck am I wasting time being like, oh, this is my friend Fitz. He's wearing this blue shirt. And it's like, it doesn't matter. I will give them that, though. In this book, they don't do that much of that type of shit. Everything they say does feel like it's, I don't want to say necessary, because like I said, there is some shit where it's like, okay, move on. Well, yeah, they don't, yeah, they don't, they're not overly flowery, flowery in this book, for sure. It's, right. It's definitely, you can definitely tell just by the way it's written that it was more of a, they aimed at a younger audience than, you know what I mean? It's, this isn't, right. this wasn't intended to be like high literature. Right. No, no, but. I call me soft on the head, but as much as I'm bitching and complaining, I like this way more than fucking Lord of the Rings. But on that path, this was about as hard to read as Lord of the Rings. <laughs> For a totally different reason. Right. I know where you're going with this because, uh, yeah. You had the same problem. I, know. I, That's I had why the I same problem. Yep. The fucking font is so goddamn small in this. I agree. I, I decided when we were going to do the book, this book club, that. Because I have the the hardback annotated chronicles, right? So it's all three books in a, in a giant hardback. Okay. Which is actually a real pain in the ass to read because it's so fucking heavy. But yeah, which is the same, which is true with the copy of Lord of the Rings that I have. That's a hardbound, all three right. books together, and it's like, fuck, it's hard to hold that up. But uh, I've got dainty wrists. <laughs> no shit. No, give me a fucking cramp. But. <laughs> Only a nerd could get a cramp from reading. I know. I got a carpal tunnel from reading this book. <laughs> but uh, uh, but I had decided that since you had the little paperback and I still have my old, well, it's actually my second because my first one got ruined, but my original copy got ruined. But uh, I was like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go old school and I'm going to read the paperback. And so that's what I did. Okay. What version of the paperback did you get? Same as me or old school? Old, no, it's old. old it's the old one. It's still okay. Like the first one I got, I got when I was in like seventh grade. Okay. And then that one got ruined by high school. So <laughs> this would have been in like, um, I would have been in high school probably when I bought this one. But it's it's okay. the exact same book as the first version. The same. Uh, okay, gotcha. You know the same artwork and everything. It's all the same. It's just right. a, just a different physical copy of it. Right. Same book, different soul. Got it. Yeah. So. So I'm like, I'm going to read this book. I'm going to read this version of it. Well, I mean, I got, I don't know, less than halfway through it. And I'm like, fuck this. I can't read. Like my, I cannot enjoy this. This is too small. Mm-hmm. So that I, I switched over to digital so I could read it on my tablet and just blow this font up super big. <laughs> <laughs> and see, it took me a month and a day, I believe. Let me look again at my, because I keep a timeline. Uh, Wait, that's three years ago, asshole. Uh, yeah, a month and a day. And that's the main reason why. It's not because I was like, oh, this sucks. It's mainly because I was dreading reading that small. Yeah, it is really small. Like, it's unusually small even for a paperback, I think. Yeah. And, uh, the other thing that fucking bugged me in that same train of thought was the chapters are so fucking long. Yeah, they really are. There's not, and there's not like, uh, in chapter breaks either, like. Which was another problem I had, now that you bring it up, because... There's no good stopping points. Right. And, I mean, there are, but they just didn't build them in, because I told you something else that confused me was, like, the shifting POV. That made it a bit hard for me to follow. And I say this as as somebody that's had it pointed out to him time and again that he does that, 
So it's like, going back to what you said at the beginning, this might be indicative of the amateur style of it because, like I said, I've been accused of it. It's not me being like, well, I'm better than you and you did this, you morons. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's being like, no, I've had it pointed out enough that it's like, oh, I recognize when somebody else does the same stupid shit I used to do. So, it, like, within the same page, without a break, it would be like, hey, this is what fucking Tass or Taz or whatever the fuck his name is thinks. And then they'd be like, and Tannis thought this. And I'm like, wait, what the, what the fuck just happened? And it would force me to have to read it like two or three times be like, oh, there should be a break here or something because it just, they're crossing the streams a little bit and it fucks with my head. Yeah, I think it's the, probably the amateurish of, the amateurishness uh, or inexperience of the authors at the time. Right. And probably the fact that they were working together. So there's two, there's two cooks in the kitchen. In the kitchen, yeah. So I think that's why some of it feels some of the some of the book feels different than other p- pieces of the book. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if they were writing different pieces at the same time and putting them together or or what, but yeah, I think that's why the style kind of changes. Uh, see, another thing I think it could be would be the publishing industry as a whole mm-hmm. forced it to be formatted in a way where they're like, we got to save some fucking pages. This book's going to be like 500 pages if we don't just oh that that could be too clamp down. Yeah, and and also um, like I don't know. I should have researched some of this stuff. I don't know if any of this information exists, but like, how fast did they want this pumped out? You know what I mean? Right. Like, like they're like, we already paid you to do all these modules. Now we're going to do a book, but the book's almost ready to print. How right. about you hurry the fuck up? Right. Yeah. And and remember, this is, I mean, this is TSR. This is, uh, like, this is a tiny company. This isn't even like, right. You know this this isn't Wizards of the Coast. This isn't. I was going to say this ain't Hasbro. Yeah, this ain't Hasbro. This isn't like, you know, super refined and polished. Um. Right. You know, there's like fucking ten people working here. I was going to say five jerk-offs and a printing press, but that I, works too. I mean, it's not too far off from that. I mean, this is still <laughs> this is I mean, this is still only 1984. This place has only been around for, you know, I about mean, a decade? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, hmm. so yeah, so the the So in a way, it's all from the top down. It's all amateurish people trying to figure out what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, exactly. This is what I'm saying, yeah. Cuz I mean, even if you read like the old uh rule books and stuff it's not like you know there's typos and there's right you know the font looks funny and the printing is kind of fucked up and weird and you know it's all just you know them figuring it out and you know do it yourself right but the one thing i will say is like okay my copy was published in 2000 by wizards they could have fucking fixed it oh i okay fair enough I, and that's not me like shitting on the authors at this point. This is me being like to the publishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you could have fucking fixed some of these issues. You could have fucking even brought the authors in and be like, hey, you want to help us smooth this out? We don't want to fucking do it without you. Although technically they could have. Yeah. But it's like fucking fix it, asshole. Make the font like two points bigger or something. Fucking put a couple breaks in there. Add some fucking stars so it's like, oh, we know this is a break. Got it. Do something. But they're like, nope, we're going to fucking keep it as is. Everybody was confused back in the day. Fuck you, fatty. You can be confused 30 years later. 
36 years later. And I'd have to go through my my annotated version, which I really don't like it. I wish I just had a straight up hard hardcover <laughs> without the anno- the author's notes in it cuz they're kind of yeah. kind of dumb. And and it really like makes it hard to read because like the the pages are split into two columns. Mm-hmm. So what the right column is the book and the left column is like the author's notes. Oh wow. Yeah, it's I, I don't like it. So they didn't even have the fucking smarts to put it at the bottom? So you could ignore it easier? Mm-mm. Wow. No, because I guess I guess it's you know, they're they're making notes of next to the paragraphs where they're making the comments, you know, so they put their comments right. next to which makes sense, but it's it's it doesn't make it very easy to read. Right. I'm going to save this to the end, but I'll tell you that I do, I did sort of have a slight bias in my head going into this, too. Oh, did you? That I hadn't unveiled to you before. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. I, I, actually, I have a bit of a double bias. Oh. Same issue, but two different reasons. But we'll get into that later, fucking, so keep listening, everybody. One thing I will give it, though, although mm-hmm. I think it's kind of a shitty one, I did like that there was a map in the front. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of shitty, though, because it's like it's real fucking faded, so it's like, what the fuck is this supposed to be? Well, that's the other thing, too. Like, how how fleshed out the world is at this point, I'm not sure, right. you know? I know, right. I know they had done all the modules, like I said, but, you know, I, I'm sure that they made up additional details as they were going along. I was going to say, it's one thing to fucking write a module, but when you're writing a story, it's like, oh, fuck, we need this. Add it. Yeah. So, I mean, my opinion of it when I reread it was it started really strong, I thought. I, I always mm. I always liked the, the, the inn, the right. scene at the beginning and the inn. I like, I like all that. It was an interesting setup. I like the fucking city and the trees. Yeah, those, that's pretty cool. The Yeah, the Valen Woods. So I, th- I thought it started fairly strong. And then sort of kind of meanders in the middle yeah. as they're introducing there's, the elves and all that stuff. And it's kind of like, eh, okay, this is kind of boring. There's a lot of meandering, though. Yeah. They're kind in of, that first book. Yeah. And then it starts to tighten up as they mm-hmm. get closer to the end. And then the end is pretty tight, I think. Yeah. The, the, end's, it, the, end's, the end is strong. For me, though, it was like overall I would say there was about 200 pages where it's like you need to do two or three more passes on this. I can probably agree with that. It does feel like there should have been a little bit more editing on this. Yeah, and it, it it's not even like you need to edit this because it's not good, but it's like just, again, to even the whole fucking thing out. The opening is strong, but it just goes too hard too fast, and they throw so much at you, and then, like I said, 50 pages in, you've already dealt with close to like 15 characters some of which it's like no they're not important anymore which i think is odd to open up on characters that you aren't going to see again until 200 300 pages from now that's a bit fucking odd to me it 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 went a little too hard too fast and then it's like they overcompensated in the opposite direction it's like we got to slow this way the fuck down i felt like some of the conflicts were resolved way too quickly yeah. That which is another thing where it's like, well, this is just an encounter in a module, you can tell. It's like, okay, well, right. I rolled a fucking eighteen on this one, so this one's over. Let's move on. Even like some of the interpersonal problems and shit. One minute it's the biggest problem in the world, and then the next it's like, Oh, we figured it out, it's over. Which again goes to your point. It's something I it was problematic for me this time when I was reading it was uh Lorena's uh infatuation with Tannis and like 
the oh. way the way she's like almost I mean she's like a child and then the yeah. way the way she talks about it talks about their relationship and the way she gets her nose out of joint about everything and it's like damn what is she like fucking 12 like that was weird too the whole way like she's obsessed with him he brushes her off and then it's like soon after she's like no you're right i was wrong let's move on and it's like uh, okay you spent all 50 years or whatever that he's been gone pining for him like this. And in an instant, you're like, oh, okay, fuck that. It was dumb. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I forgot how long it takes to actually get to the Draconians, the the, the unveiling of the Dragon Men. Oh, like before they go to the Forest Master? Or? Yeah, like how long it takes to get to where mm, they're actually okay. like, you know, fighting the the draconians and getting their right. getting their weapons stuck in them when they turn to stone which is fucking cool yeah a lot of good concepts in this book a lot of cool that's the thing a lot of that's really what, cool concepts that's what keeps me from hating it there's a lot of fucking awesome ideas it's just the execution to me is like eh, yeah which again is like is no, is, is I, like is like a dnd module there's lots of but right. to to make a an actual cohesive story out of them out of right. out of those, but like a, a like a module, like a D and D adventure is ba- is built on moments, mm-hmm. right? There's not necessarily a whole ton of story in between. So yeah, so when you try to put that into a novel, then the the story stuff in between is kind of like, mm-hmm. but then you know you get some fucking dragons fighting, and then you're like, holy shit, this is cool. Like another concept that I thought was fucking amazing, the uh, underground city. Oh yeah, that the one that that fell into the crack. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was fucking awesome. Yeah, that was pretty fucking cool. And like, when everybody else abandoned it, the fucking gully dwarves went in there and shit. And so now they've got their own like cool little kingdom down there. And then the fucking draconians came in and started trying to fuck shit up. Right. And now they're like, now they come in like Molaram and have the gully dwarves digging, digging for shit and working their fucking elevators and. Right. All fucking humnum shivai and whatnot. Yeah, I was, thought that was pretty fucking funny and cool when they they would be going through the hallways in that city, and then all of a sudden this big gang of gully, gully dwarves would come oh. come running by, and they're like, yeah. what? they're like, what the fuck? And it's not till later that you realize it's because they have to like run to get in a uh, one of those pots to make the the elevator you know thing work to to lower. Right. And then when they get to the bottom, then they got to run and run all the way back up to the top so that they can do it again. So <laughs> so there's constantly all these crews of gully dwarves running back and forth to get in these pot, right. these pots and ride them down to the <laughs> to the sunken city right yeah and, and honestly that might have been my favorite part because the whole thing like i could see it animated in my head that that field that field wow that, that field goods <laughs> i sound like a goddamn gully dwarf uh <laughs> That felt like the part that they put the most attention into because it felt really well developed and carefully crafted. And now that you say that, some of it does, some of it almost feels like maybe it was too short. The book was too short and they were like, you got to stretch this out a little bit. Well, you know, honestly, if they had split book one and book two apart and made them separate books Mm -hmm. and added a little bit more to each, I think it probably would have evened it all out. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Are the other two books like that too? Do they have two books in them? Um, I'm pretty sure they do, but okay. I, I don't know that the difference between book one and book two and the other ones is quite as noticeable. Like the the 
time jumps and the oh, okay. you know the tonal shifts and stuff like that. Right. But yeah, I I that was probably the part of it that felt the most clear to me. And that that's like I said, it felt like a series of random or non-linear vignettes and that that's what's weird because it is it is linear. You hear like you they tell you like every night that goes by and shit, but that's where they start to lose it because it's like they're going to solid what a, that one fucking town in the north. That's where they're headed. Salamnio? Salamnio? I guess I don't fucking I can't where remember the, now. Where the knights are, where Sturm's yeah. knights are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, they were headed towards that and then like they go to they rest for the night and shit and they kind of just meh fuck off and they get there eventually or whatever but it just felt like i guess we have an idea of where we want to go but yeah and then when they took the side quest to go get those fucking discs which i'm still not quite sure what that was all about i don't know what the discs are for and i know it's probably going to be more important later right um yeah because I don't know. Did they did they say what the discs were for in here? She's supposed to give them to somebody who can use them, right? To to defeat the dragons, right? I guess I don't remember. I don't know. Where, I don't want to spoil anything too much, but I don't know whether they said it in this in this or not. But I th- I believe it is has something to do with the dragon lance and how how to forge that the dragon would make lance. Sense. Yeah, yeah, but. That felt like a clear fucking goal. We've got to go get these discs. And, like, the whole interaction with the god, with fucking Gold Moon's god and shit, that felt clear and precise and, like, laser-focused. And, like, when she, I thought she died, and it's not, I knew she was going to come back. I didn't know it was going to be that quick. That's, again, part of it where it's like, oh, well, I thought they could have stretched that out a bit more. But it also feels like they kind of dragged their feet on it because they kept like going circling around, being like, "Oh, everybody's upset because Goldmoon died. Oh, she's a- they're upset. Oh, she's dead." They circled that one a little too much. But at the same time, I thought she was going to be dead for a little bit longer than, "Oh, fuck, she died. We've got to get out of here." Ten minutes later, they're upstairs and like, "Man, doesn't it suck? She's dead. Yeah, it sucks. She's dead. You know what really sucks? She's dead." And then they're like, let's go see the dude. We can hear him crying and shit. Yeah, because it sucks she's dead. And it's like, we get it. It sucks she's dead. So they go in there and it's like, oh, she's alive. Okay. Anywho, we need to get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah, I, I get I understand. Again, that goes to some of the unevenness where it's, it, it feels like once they got the discs, they were like, okay, we got to get out of here quick. We've we finished this goal. We've got to move. Yeah. But like I was saying with the... Um, like. Once you read the whole story, you'll right. You'll you'll just remember like the moments. Like there's several moments in this book that I can. I mean, I can remember vividly reading when I was 13 and being like, "Holy right. shit!" And it's like I could pick them out now. I mean, the like uh, Riverwind getting melted by the dragon, and then and then her and then her healing him, bringing him back to death from the dead. Okay, and yeah, and all that. I remember reading that for for the first time, being like, "Holy shit, he's dead! I can't believe they killed him." Right. And then she brings him back, and then it's like, holy shit. And then she's fucking dead. You're like, oh my God, she's dead. And then as a 13 year old, it didn't seem that weird that she came back like a chapter later, you know? Right. And I mean, I told you a couple days ago, too, that it's like I'm struggling because I feel like I like it. it, In a way, it reminds me of Thor Ragnarok, Mm -hmm. where it's like I desperately tried to like that movie. I really did. But 
at the end of the day, it's just like I can't. I, I can try all I want, but I just don't like that movie. <laughs> and this feels sort of the same because I told you it's like I'm trying to figure it out, dude. Uh, to I I I want to like this. I'm trying to see what you all saw, and you what you said to me was like, oh, fair enough. You were like, but you're not gonna. You're not 13 years old, and I was like. Fair point. Yeah, like you were saying that you were missing something or yeah. And I'm like, well, one, you're not thirteen. Right. Two, it's not nineteen eighty four. Right. You know, how much how much more sophisticated shit have you read and seen and in the years right. since this was written? But it's almost like a you had to be like to really be like imprinted, you had yeah. you had to have read this when you were impressionable, when you were Well, not even that. Not a, it, not impressionable, goes, but like like in your formative years, like it had to have been like. I, I don't I don't even think it's that though. I think it's like what we've talked about with a lot of other shit. Where like what I said about Star Wars. Okay, how many hours have we spent talking about Star Wars? You know I love it. Yeah. But it's like I've said about when I watched the original trilogy. I had seen so many things since then had that had done what they did better that it's. When I was little, even, yeah, I would watch it and be like, so what? I've seen this done better. I've seen a fucking liquid Terminator in Terminator 2. Who gives a fuck when I was little? So it's like, I've seen the shit that it inspired mm-hmm. and was done better. So it's like, it's hard to go back and you've got to, you've got to understand. It's hard for me to understand that it's like, no, this is what inspired that shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, the same is true for even something just like, like you like the Lord of the Rings movies, yeah. right? But to go back and read the actual books is like murderous to you. Like it's yeah. like it's, but, but it's kind of the same thing. It's like, well, I've seen it done better in, on the TV, right. like on my TV. I don't, you right. know. Right. No, that that's exactly what it is. And it's like, that's, it was hard for me to figure that out too, where it's like, I've, I've seen it done better but I've got to understand, like, this is what inspired some of that shit, even though, like, Lord of the Rings inspired this. And I will Clearly. flat out say it. This was way more enjo- enjoyable than Lord of the Rings. There were a few times where it felt like, are they kind of mirroring that? Uh, Kind of. I'm sure. I'm sure it is. I mean, Dungeons and Dragons, like, in general. Yeah. It took a lot from Lord of the Rings, took a lot from Conan. Yeah. You know. So, so yeah, but, um, something that I never really picked up on, like when I was younger, but I picked up like, especially this time reading through it was, man, they really weren't shy about the whole God thing. Like they really, and that was, I think, um, Tracy Hickman. Cause he's like a, I think a, that is one of the biases I was talking about before. Like one, one of the religious nut jobs. That's yeah. But but yeah, it's like it's like man, they really did like lean into, and I know late in the later books in the series, like um, like the War of the Souls trilogy, yeah, like they do, they do lean into like some pretty heavy god stuff, but like they weren't shy about this being like, I mean, it's uh, there's a lot of fucking like New Testamenty type shit in this. Well, like I said, that was one of my biases going in. Yeah. Is I've I've seen in because like I told you everybody every fucking buddy blows these books. Fucking everybody on critical role is like, "Oh, they're awesome." 
fucking Liam specifically, okay? Fucking everybody on Nerd Poker, I think at one time or another, has been like, oh, Dragonlance, oh, they're so good. Anybody that I've encountered, really, that has any connection to D&D, if you listen to them talk, they're like, oh, Dragonlance, oh, it's so good. So, and I mean, honestly, that might play into it why I'm having so many problems, too, because it's a little overhyped, but... Yeah, for for a in, newcomer, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, like I've talked about with Dark Knight. At this point, I really don't want to read it because it's like, I, I don't see myself liking it because everybody sucks its dick so hard. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, you won't like it. <laughs> yeah, that's why... You won't, you won't like it because I've grown to kind of let, not like it that much. Yeah. It's another thing that has, a, has some moments, but overall, right. I'm kind of like, mm, I don't really dig it that much. In my researches and shit i think it might be in that annotated version you have mm. hickman is just like people are like really dude he's trying to make everything like oh it's a jesus allegory right right fucking shit like i think you might have actually said it at one point too offhandedly when we kind of talked about oh yeah it. yeah I, th- I think i did because yeah it's it came out really strong in the the annotated chron- like mm-hmm. if you read the reviews of the annotated chronicles like I yeah. think I think that's a lot of people's problems with that version, is yeah. that is that it's almost all his notes, and it's almost none of it is really relevant. I, I didn't find that much to be relevant to the story itself, but more like him right. explaining how this is fucking Christ and all this. And I'm like, oh my god, I've really? S- I've seen some say it's almost like him preaching. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, you're gonna fucking ruin this for me, asshole. Exactly. Yes, that's what I've read. And that was my bias going in, being like, oh, great, now I've got to fucking deal with some Jesus Freak songbird bullshit. And, uh, yeah, it's just, going in, I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, it's still, it's not that heavy-handed, but it's... No, it's not. But when you you know that and you know to look for it, you're like, oh, shit, this really is like, you know, it's like listening to... uh, Judas Priest after finding out Rob Halford was gay. And then you're like, oh my God, this song is, whoa. He's or ta- watching one of their videos. He's he, <laughs> it's like, oh my God, he is literally singing about railing some dude. <laughs> yeah. But it sounds so badass. <laughs> yeah, it's like, let's all rail dudes. Woo! But yeah, it's like, I mean, for Christ's sake, there's two resurrections in the fucking thing. Yeah, I know. Well, and but the whole and the he, whole thing is that she is like the messenger of this of the of the cleric god, right? right. So she's like she's like the Jesus of um, Paladine or whatever the right whatever the lawful good god is, and, right, right, and, right. And that's why she was chosen to have the staff and uh, mm-hmm. you know, or Mishakel. That was the that was the healer god. That was her god, I guess. I'm gonna tell you right now. It's hard for me to remember the names because there was just too much of that. Too many names. And the other thing that fucking bugged me is like when they get into the dragons, they're like, "This one is fucking Ember, also known as Pyro, also known as this." And it it's almost like if you never heard of Superman and somebody gives you a Superman book and they're fucking Superman, Kal El, Clark Kent, Man of Tomorrow, fucking. And it's like, are these all the same fucking person? Too many names, and they use them all too interchangeably. So at one point, I'm just like, I'm going to wait for you to tell me who these fuckers are. <laughs> I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, it's him. I'm not memorizing any of this shit. You just tell me who you want me to fucking 
think this is, and I'll think it's them. It's like, what was it Tannis, the half-elf? He had two names. Then he goes to the fucking elves, and all of a sudden he's got a third name. And I'm like, well, what? They're, they're like, um, no, they're like, they're the same name, but they're like different lengths of the same name, aren't they? Right. Like, right. Like Tannis is short for his long elvish name, which you get to when he gets to the elves. Maybe I'm convinced I'm fucking it Tan- up with Tantalus or something. Yeah, that might be it. Tantalus, and then I think there's even a longer version of it that they use at some point. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like Tannis, Tantalus, and then whatever the fuck his other name, the longer elf version is. It's like, motherfucker, I don't need three names for the same goddamn character. Yes, you do. It's fantasy. No, no, I don't need it. Sorry, don't need it. I thought the different names for the dragons was kind of weird, especially when the one's name was Ember, but his real dragon name was Pyros or something. And it's like, Right, and really, then it's like, but his alias? real dragon name is something that humans can't comprehend or some shit like that. Yeah, well, that part I'm makes like, sense, at least. It does, but it's like, why the fuck homeboy need three names? At most, he needs two. I've got two names. It's all I need. <laughs> well, he's got his Instagram handle, and he's got his Twitter handle, and he's got his Facebook name, and his LinkedIn. He doesn't use the MySpace name anymore. And then he's got his real true dragon names in his LinkedIn profile. Right, right. Oh, good lord. <laughs> uh, the other thing where it's like, oh, yep, it's a fantasy book. Fucking, oh my god, the fucking songs. I skipped every one of the cocksuckers. Well, there's not that many of them. There's there? not, but there's like five. Really? That many? I skip them too, but... Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I skip them too, and that's why I don't... You, didn't you fucking tell me, it's like, well, you might want to read them, there's some important information in there. Well, I mean, I read them once, but I don't read them every time I read the book. <laughs> and every time they're like they started to sing, I'm like, oh no, because like there was a couple times where it says that at the end of the page, and I'm fl- yeah. I'm ready to flip the page, like, oh, <laughs> and it's not there, and I'm like, oh fuck, oh that was like a jump scare. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, they're, that shit too. Yeah, well, they're and they're shorter too. They're a lot. They're a lot shorter than the Lord of the Rings ones, I think. Um, no? A little bit. A little bit. They're not like four pages or anything, but there's... Any singing is too much singing for me, dude. Yeah, I know. It's just like, either fucking put this to music or get the fuck out my face. Well, you can't put it to music in a book, dude. Exactly. So cut it the fuck out of the goddamn book. <laughs> put out a fucking CD, you want to be a songbird. But, yeah, the other bias I'll tell you, too, uh, since we're probably getting close to the end of this. Okay. Again, is with Tracy Hickman. Yeah. He was trying to fucking seem hip and cool and fucking shit. A couple, fuck, this might be last year, actually. And he was trying to fucking dunk on Critical Role. I don't know if you saw this. Oh, I think I did. I don't remember what it was, but at the same time, I was like, oh, this guy's a real dickhead. And what's fucked up about it, too, is like I said, everybody on Critical Role blows these books, especially Liam. And it's fucked up the way he did it, because like Liam's the dude who takes care of the art. He he posted a thing of like how it used to be and how it's being ruined or some shit like that, and how it used to be was the characters from Dragonlance and how it's being ruined... It was the Mighty Nine, this campaign two uh, characters from Critical Role. And it's like, oh, you dumb bastard. 
Oh, well, the people who fucking blow you so hard, you're gonna be like, fuck them. No shit. The people who are making fucking a bajillion dollars now. Right, like the people who have the people who have probably made more money in the last five years than Dragonlance has made since 1984. Uh, but not even that. It's like the people who have brought attention to your product it would be like if suddenly i just shit all over fucking angie and groupie and sandy and fucking smoky yeah on it'd mic. be like right <laughs> 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 it would be like if i just started shitting all over them and you were just sitting there being like what are you doing i'm like no fuck you this needs to be said yeah it's like how the f- I, I don't understand like how you could slap it seems pretty out of touch like how how right. how locked in are you on this you know subculture that, right that you don't know that 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 is the dragon lance of now right and i'm just like dude come on yeah and i don't even know anything about it i haven't watched any of those or listened but i just based on you and everybody else's talking about it or whatever is it's got to be this it's the dragon lance of now you know it's, it, it's, yeah, it it's is. the property of today it's so much so that like they started on their own and wizards has been like hey guys you want to come play officially uh-huh so yeah no it 100 percent is and i would probably say the reason D is so big now is because of them and i don't say that being like because you know i like it and they're cool that was like even before I got into it. It's like how the fuck did I not hear about this? It's that big, right? Well, I mean, they it's been having its moment recently, but then yeah, this is definitely like it's definitely made it made it huge. Here's the crazy thing that like it's been around for like six years, dude, and that's when D and D's really started to rise. So it's like, it, you don't have to be a math magician to fucking put one-to-one -one together and make it two. Well, no, you know, definitely. And, like, I mean, that's the same, about the same time that, like, um, another thing that really gave D&D &D its moment was um, Penny Arcade. Yeah. Um, those guys did some live plays for fourth edition. Right. And even as, like, wacky as that game system was and how I wasn't into Hated. it. Those fucking episodes are amazeballs. Those guys right. are fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, I mean, they don't do like the voices and all that shit like Critical Role does or anything like that, but right. um, they're like, they're like maybe um, a middle ground between like Nerd Poker and Critical Role. So it's like, it's like a little bit produced because, I mean, a little bit, you know, because they're like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say. I don't know where I was going with that, but it's 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 more like uh, nerd poker is more like just dudes in their basement, right? Fam it's, yeah, fam it's famous just a bunch dudes. Of friends. Yeah, right. But but that they're not trying. You listen to that. No, you listen to that, and you can tell because they they leave all their tangents and shit, and it's like I yeah. like it as much as Critical Role, but that's just a bunch of friends fucking around, right? And so the Penny Arcade stuff would have been like part of that and then part of critical role so they were like right. part part serious and part right yeah part just dicking around um but then like you know like penny arcade and then um i think they got will wheaton in on it a couple times and then he really started he's been on critical role too yeah i'm sure i mean he had his own thing for a while his yep. own his own game video thingy 
uh, tabletop, or are you talking about Titan's Grave? I don't fucking know what you're talking about, kid. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, but you know what I mean. Like that, those right. were all around the same time, and so yeah, like it's it it hit pop culture like a brick to the face. Yeah, it was like, oh, this is cool. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I thought it was cool thirty years ago. And then, like, you add in <laughs> the whole Game of Thrones of it all, too. Oh, yeah, that, too. That fucking really piqued the interest in yeah, fantasy for, shit. for sure, yep. But, yeah, no. It's, it's, it's crazy to fucking take those, that people would take those swings, because it's like, you've got to be seen, if, if you're getting paid royalties, which it's suspicious whether they would be or not, but... I would. They almost have to be, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I what don't know. The, fucking, I don't know. As as much as you know, the company's been bought and sold. Yeah, I fucking, have no idea. Disney was trying to cancel all the contracts from Lucasfilm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So I don't know. I don't know, but, but I do know. I knew. I do know they have. They've written books for Wizards, so. Right. So they they must have some kind of arrangement with them. I can't yeah. imagine. I can't imagine they'd be like, "Fuck you! You're not getting royalties on all these old books that you did." But, 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 please come write some more books for us. Right. I don't think they would have been like, "Oh yeah, I'll write some more books," but you're fucking me on these old ones. Right. You know. But I don't know. Fucking Disney still had people come write Star Wars, and even though they tried fucking them on the old books and shit. Yeah. Well, they tried fucking them, right? Or they did they actually fuck them? Oh, well, I mean, they fucked them for years, and oh, they're okay. like, hey, Tim's on, come write some more. Because it's basically, a, it's work for hire, a lot of it. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you'll get a fat nut right now, but after that, mm. we own it, fucker. We'll reprint it all the times we want. And I, I honestly, I think that's probably why uh, Disney has kept the old canon novels in print, because they're like, we don't got to pay these losers. Mm. That's dirty. It is, but that's fucking publishing. I guess. But, uh, yeah, it's just weird to me. Anybody who could bring attention to your work, which, if those novels sell well, you would... I mean, it's happened. Fucking Wizards has gone back to him and like, hey, you want to write more? Mm-hmm. Because they're doing a new fucking trilogy. So it's like, they had to have sold those old novels well. Why would you take a swing at anybody who could fucking get you to sell... More right. shit and get you more work. It makes no fucking sense to me. I know. It's, it's weird. I, I got to chalk it up to like old man syndrome. Yeah. You got to chalk it up to old man fucking Jesus freakiness being like, what do you mean they got gay characters? I don't like this. Right. Yeah. 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 So like both of those things going in, I was like. All right, I'm impressed with them. You better fucking show up big time, homeboy. And he didn't. So it's like, you make fun of them all you want, homeboy. I I get you. They're laughing all the way to the bank while you're sitting there being like, "Can I please write another trilogy?" Right. I have more. I have more Jesus ideas. Yeah. This time he's got a beard. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, the. Uh... What do you think? Like going back, let's talk about some more, um, uh, some of the cool concepts. Okay. Um, what do you think of Raceland's uh, curse and his? Oh, I shouldn't have asked that. 
No, you, you gotta fucking tell me who you're talking about because I gotta oh, the, look and be like, who the, the fuck is this now? Okay, so the twins, Caramon and Raceland. The <sighs> the one dude's the big burly fighter, Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. type, and the other dude is the guy with gold skin and white hair and hourglass eyes. That's the magic user. Yeah, that I don't know because that fucking to me is just like. Their whole dynamic was weird to me because everybody's like, hey, we love you. Your brother's a fucking dick. I don't know about him. Does he have to come along? Fuck him. That was kind of fucking odd to me. Because he's like super loyally, like puppy dog devoted to protecting his brother. And even yeah. and even more so now that he's gotten so fucked up. Like he was, he was always the weaker, scrawnier one. The magic one was, yeah. right? Yeah. So, okay. so of course his his bigger, stronger brother was always trying to protect him. So he resents that. And then, you know, he's got a chip on his shoulder anyway. So he's kind of, kind of weird and dark and emo. And so, yeah, everybody else in the party's like, Oh, he's kind of like a downer. And then, and then when they all come back together and reunite at the beginning of the book and they find out what everybody's been doing in the years that they've been apart. And apparently he went and took his fucking Jedi trials at the, (laughs) At the Tower of High, I mean that's basically what it was. At the Tower of High Sorcery to get his uh, to get his stripes or whatever, and uh, it like almost killed him. And then he ended up cursed with this golden skin. Like his skin's all fucked up looking now, and he's okay. Is that explained later? Um, they go they go more into it, yeah, a little bit. And okay, then like when I think you're like the... in his curse, I'm like, who the fuck are you talking about? Well. I mean, they don't say it so much as like a curse, but it's like his body has been like destroyed because of his trial okay. at the. Oh, so that's why. Okay. Yeah, and and uh, I forget why exactly, but um, part of it is the uh, I always was intrigued by the way now he can't see beauty, he can't see, he can't see anything pretty or lovely or living, like everything. His eyes, his pupils are shaped like hourglasses now. Okay. After his trials, like whatever happened to him in there. Um, you know, you're doing a better job than they did. And and what explaining what all the fuck happened? Because yeah. I'm like, I don't get this. Why is he so fucking emo? I can see why everybody hates him. I fucking hate him too. <laughs> well, he's he got even more emo after he got all fucked up in the for his magic. Like like he sacrificed. Because I think he overreached is what it was. Mm. So he, he, I don't think he was ready for the trial. Okay. But he insisted on doing it anyway because he's arrogant. And part of his, puni- and part of his punishment and part of what the lesson that he was taught or learned was that, uh, you know, great power will just des- like destroy you, I guess, kind of. Yeah. So it's like he, he overreached and, they fucked him up for it. So like it would be like um like taking your third degree black belt test on day 1. Right, when you're only like an orange belt. And so the teachers are going to beat the living fuck out of you. But then but somehow he managed to survive it. So they're like, "Oh, okay, well I guess you get to be a wizard now." <laughs> but but you're but you're totally fucked up now for the rest of your life. Right, you you can be on the council, but we don't grant you the rank of master. Right. So, like, this is the price you have to pay for the power that you want. And the price is, you know, they 
like destroyed his body. So now he like doesn't even hardly eat food. Like he just has to eat that, drink that herbal shit. And he's got like fucking some kind of uh, like tuberculosis cough where he's coughing up blood all the time. And, right. Yeah. And, uh, and the thing that was in the most intriguing about it to me is the, his hourglass pupil eyes, mm-hmm. which it, it's, it, it makes him see like everything he looks at looks like it's dead or dying. Like all, all, all he can see is the ravages of time. So when he looks okay. at a flower, he doesn't see like a pretty flower. He sees the flower wilting and dying or, and they even said it in the book a couple times. Cause he like, he looked at, uh, the hot chicks and was like, eh. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. There was, there was one, it was, uh, was it, uh, yeah, I'm not making Tika? a joke. No. Was it like Tika? It might've been Tika or somebody. I that, think it that, might have been the elf chick it was that everybody elf? was like, "Holy fuck, she makes Tika fucking look like a slum bum." Oh right, but then even he, even he looking at her, all he could see was her as an old woman, like an old decrepit dying right. woman. Yeah, I always okay. thought that was I was that was fucked up. Like, see, I didn't really get that. Maybe like I was just breezing to it, breezing through well, it too they, fast or something. Well, but... I mean, they they didn't really go into like in depth detail. Like some of the stuff that I'm talking about happens in like you find out in other books, right? That's why I said like, does does that come in the other books? Because like I I remember him looking at the hot chicks and he was just kind of like, eh, whatever. Yeah. But it's like I didn't fucking. It's I like don't remember nothing about no, it's being like, like oh they're dying. Yeah. No, it's like they say it in like like one sentence description after after he looks at him or whatever. It's not like a they don't they don't go on and on about it. But then, okay, yeah. but then they they it'll come up more often or not more often, but it'll come up more times in the next couple books, and then okay. the trilogy they did after this one, which is called Legends, mm-hmm. that's all about uh, the two brothers, and so it um, I believe I'm trying to think if it's after I think I want to say it was before it takes place while they're during the time that the companions are apart. I think it's all about them going to the tower and taking the test. And I think okay. there's a lot more of the backstory of that than go into. Uh, and later in the trilogy, does the fucking girl who was supposed to meet him ever show up? Oh, their sister? The the two brothers, their stepsister? Oh, is that their sister? Yeah, it's it's their stepsister, Kachara. Okay, good lord. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she shows up in the next book. Okay. Wow, Christ. Um, I I really didn't put much thought into the dude because I didn't know what his fucking deal was and they didn't really explain it. So you ask me, what did you think of him? I was like, um, oh, he seemed like an asshole. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and I I always thought it was cool that they, um, that they went into like how he has to gather his spell components. So like when they're out, that was something else uh, that I asked you about specifically. Yeah. I was like, was that something that's always been a part of it? And you're like, oh, yeah. And I was like, I didn't know that because yeah. I I saw, to go back to Critical Role for a second, they didn't use spell components in Campaign 1, but in Campaign 2 they did. And some of the reaction has been like, what's this shit? Yeah, no, it's, um, it's, it's kind of come and gone as far as like how important it is or how, right. how optional it is or not. Um, I think first edition, it was, I think it was, I think it's always been optional, but I think, okay. I think first edition, they were more like first edition. They were a lot more strict about like 
how much weight you can carry and right, right. Know, all that kind of shit. Like it was, it was all, it was much more game than role playing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like stats and stuff were like way more important and, and you had right. to adhere to, to that kind of stuff. So I think the spell components were like encouraged a lot more then. Um, okay. Because it's just like, I mean, just like an archer with arrows. If you don't have your, if you don't have enough arrows, you can't fucking shoot an arrow. So if you don't have right. enough, if you don't have enough shit to mix up a fireball, then you can't throw a fireball. Right. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, well, magic users are already limited to how much times they can cast a fucking spell anyway. So you got to put extra restrictions on top of that. Right. And, and they're and- already the easiest to kill people in the whole fucking party. So do you need to put restriction on that? I mean, do you need to, do you need to make it more difficult to be a magic user? To me, though, it's like it, it's magic. I like, you know, those uh, myth adventure books. Mm. Uh, you got, I had you get me one off of eBay. And I've done two reviews on the side of them. Oh, okay. Uh, that Matt from the Mr. BS show, he sent them to me. Mm-hmm. I like the way they do it where it's like, and kind of like the Harry Potter of it all. That, to me, makes magic more fun. When it, you get down to fucking accounting in magic, it's just like, this ain't fun no more. Right, right. So so m- most of the time it would be more just like, you know, flavor. Right. Like, f- like, like you know, you, well, just like in this book, like they're, you know, they're doing something and they're like, oh, fuck, where's Raceland? Did we lose him? Where'd he go? And he's off in the woods, like picking mushrooms and shit. And yeah. Stuff, stuff for his tea and or his, his herbal thing that he's got to drink, his potion. Right, right. And and other stuff, you know? So it would be more I, like I, that. It wouldn't be like, you know, accounting necessarily, but... Right. But those Myth Adventure books, I like the way they did it because it, it almost... And it's funny because they're just like comedy fan fantasy books. Yeah. But it's almost got a sort of scientific bent to it where it's like there are energy like waves of energy lines and shit mm-hmm. and the closer you are are streams that's what i want to say there's like energy streams and the closer you are to those streams the more powerful your magic is i, I like that idea more than like ah oh, shit i don't have enough bat shit i can't cast this spell because yeah that that would be the one thing of like campaign two or critical role that I was like eh, I don't really like that they focus too much on components you got to make sure you have enough chalk to fucking draw your teleportation circles well yeah and shit like that it it's more fun to me like hey you're closer to the energy stream boom you can pop these off with no problem or hey just say this spell and wave your wand yeah well it's it's almost like it's better to be to save that for like when something's really important or like right. or like or like an adventure hook like well you're out right. of fucking fucking newt's eye or whatever so we got to go find some newt's right. eye or else you can't use your spell anymore like to be used like that not just like well I don't know you're going to draw this fucking sigil do you have enough chalk in your bag right yeah yeah but um I always liked it in these books that that you know he was always mixing shit up or, you know, and they, and they really lean into his having to study his spell book all the time. And yeah. And that was cool too, that he had an That's ulterior. That's the type of shit that felt like it came from a, uh module to me. Yeah. 
Yeah. It, it felt like they were like, okay, these people may not know. Let's explain to them what that is. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's like what I was saying too, where you can right. tell, where you could tell that like part of the directive of these books was, you can write these as novels, but let's fucking hook people in to be like, oh, what's the like, like let's right. give them let's give them a taste of what the game mechanics yeah, are. Yeah, they're like too. explain it so that when they pick up the book, they're not like that's a big book or whatever. That's hard to figure it out. Like, explain it a little bit here so that when they do pick up the book, they're like, oh, I know that. I've read fucking Dragonlance. Yeah. Um, One thing you said, like, when he... Uh, I thought this was pretty well done, although I think the original reveal of it could have been a little better, but the whole fucking mystery of, like, who betrayed us. And at one point, they thought it could have been him. They thought it could have been that elf guy. Mm-hmm. That I thought was pretty good. Now, the reveal where the little... Let me pick up the book and see what the homeboy's name was. Um, Tasselhoff Burfoot. Good Lord. Yeah. Um, When him and... Was it Fizban? Fizban, yeah. When they were in the dragon... The one dragon's lair in that castle thing. Mm -hmm. Which I thought was fucking cool, too. The, The blind dragon. The, yeah. old, the, old, the old blind dragon that was like the nursemaid for the kids. For the... No, this was the other dragon. Oh, the uh, ember. Yeah, no, yeah, pirate. Yeah, the black, the black dragon, right? I don't remember that much, but it was Believe the it other was. one that could see them or whatever that was transforming into a human. Yeah, yeah. Um, when they were in the upstairs of the fucking dragon's lair and the betrayer came in and fucking pulled down his hood that i felt was a little odd the way they were like oh my god i can't believe he would betray us and oh yeah it was like it was it was like they went to commercial break or something right yeah it was like like, i i understand they wanted it to be a surprise later but it just seemed weird to let the dude stand there and talk and then he leaves the room and then be it would be like if you stabbed me in the back and I was like, I can't believe he stabbed me in the back. And somebody's like, who? And it's like, the one holding the knife, idiot. You know? Yeah. It it seemed odd the way that they kind of talked about the person, the betrayer, and they didn't want to reveal it. Right. It, I, it I really forget. did feel like TV. I forget who the betrayer even was. Was it the elf guy? I think it was the Eban or whatever, Eben. Eben. I can't remember now either. Mm, I don't remember. There's too many fucking. That's what I mean. There's too many fucking characters to keep track of it all. But I did. I did really dig the the blind dragon that was the. Oh yeah, yeah. Was like the nursemaid for the kids, and like she was like sleep most of the time, and the kids right. just took care of themselves. But and the then, kids loved her though. Right, and she loved the kids like because like I guess she her kids her kids were killed in the dragon wars or some shit. Yep. Yep. So that so she was like senile and blind and like treated these kids like they were her kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so they had to sneak past her to get into the thing, and then yeah, she okay. ends up she ends up going fucking bat shit. shit. She goes bat shit on that black dragon, and they fucking fight it to the death. Oh, they fucked and fought. I thought they just fought. Hmm. You need to read that again. I think. Now I'm good. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so I want you to 
better than I did in those fucking my description. I want you to explain to me though, what is the story of this? The story. The overarching story. Um the plot. So the overarching plot is uh, Fuck it, I don't want to do this no more. No. The, <laughs> these friends had been apart, like they went their separate ways to travel the world for a while and gather news from all around because there had been rumors of war and armies and bad shit happening and all this stuff. And they would come back in a couple of years or whatever it was after they had gathered all their information and they would come back and meet up. And that's where they start this book is them meeting back up. And so they all have little bits of information from all around. You know, they're not so sure what to do about any of it, but you know, while they're having their meeting, they meet the, the two plainsmen, the barbarians and she has the crystal staff. Um, so it's really, it's, it's, it's complicated. It's, it is, it's hard. It is hard to explain because there's a lot going on, but really it's, and this again, it's like the, the Christ thing, but it's, it's the overall story. The overall point of the book is have the true gods returned. So the dragons have the dragons that they thought were extinct or even myths at this point because they hadn't been seen in so long. Right. God, this is hard. You see what I mean, though? Yeah. I mean, it's so the plot of this book is the friends come back together. They pick up they pick up two vagrants who are wanted by the authorities and the rest of it is an adventure to get them to get them and that crystal staff to someone who knows what to do with it. And then along the way, the person with the crystal staff learns more about it and gets more powerful. Um, and then they find out that the dragons have returned and that the queen of darkness, who is the queen of the dragons or whatever mm -hmm. may have returned. And that they've created an army of these dragon men that have, that are marching on all these towns, all these cities mm -hmm. and taking over the continent. And so they're the ones that need to do something about it and they have to figure out what to do about it. Now, I, I feel like a bit of an asshole for throwing you to the wolves like that, but it's like, you've had 36 years. And even you, you're still like, God damn, this is hard. Well, it's hard to like, to get the one like true overarching plot. The, the, the overarching plot of the three books is... The Queen of Darkness has returned to the world. She's brought her dragons back, and she's going to take over the Ancelon or whatever the continent is. But you you say that, but I've I've got to say the same thing I said about Episode Nine. This is a fucking book. It's a four hundred page book. It needs to stand on its own. You shouldn't have to read four other books to make one book work. You shouldn't have to watch five other movies and fucking read all these comics and all these other books to make episode nine make sense. Right. Well, okay. So, so this book, I guess really the, the whole plot, the whole point of it is, or the end goal is like halfway through the book while they're on the run or whatever, they meet up with the elves and they find out that, uh, whatever that fucking dude's name is that, that is like the, in charge of, was it Pax Tharkis or whatever that's the city fortress thing is. Right. Um, they're going to march on the elven lands and, and 
just to kill all the elves and take over that part of the world. So then the whole plot begin becomes they have to get into that and stop them from from marching on the on the elves. Right. So I mean I guess that's the real plot of the first book is to stop this guy and his army from going to war with the elves and destroying the elves. But don't the fucking elves just pimp out anyway? Well, they leave, yeah, but, well, most of them leave, but um, I think they were still trying to, uh, well, they were getting ready to leave. I don't know if they actually did or not, because it wasn't part of the, part of the plan was they were going to leave if they weren't able to distract this guy and divert their armies away or some shit, or, or they were diverting the army away so they had more time to escape, maybe. I think so, yeah. That's why that's why he was so pissed when the girl elf showed up and he was like, "No, you should have left with them." And she's like, "What's done is done. Let's fucking move on." But that's what I mean about it feeling like a series of vignettes though. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can totally see where you're saying that. And yeah. you're not you're not wrong. <laughs> uh. But that's also why like I've said all along, like with like Game of Thrones being such a hit and all this stuff, like how has nobody optioned this or made this into a fucking show somewhere? Right, yeah. And see, that's the thing. I've, I've said that about a lot of books, though. Yeah. Like, I think it's completely fucking stupid that George himself didn't try to turn any of those old books into, like, seasons of animated shows. Yeah. I know it's expensive, but it's like, you already own the fucking story, dude. Right. Uh, You would boost the book sales just by having the animated series, which would make money on its own. I, it's insane to me that Wizards has struggled so hard to get a decent movie made. Oh, yeah. Or animated. It, I, I hate to keep going back to it, but it's like, Critical Role's going to have a fucking animated series before Wizards does. Yep. Critical Role is going to have a D&D series before D&D does. I know. How can you... I can't wrap my head around that. I don't know. That makes no fucking sense. Yeah, I, I don't... I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it either. At this point, they don't need somebody to option it. Isn't fucking... Hasbro part of CBS or something? They're owned by a big media company. They can make the movie on their fucking own. Yeah, I know. Sure. They can make an animated series on their own, and they're still just like, nah, we'll wait till somebody's interested. And it's like, the interest is there. Do it your fucking self. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I can't believe, like, Amazon Prime or Netflix hasn't gone and said, hey, there's this fucking book property you guys own, and you're not doing anything with it. We think we could make a fucking series out of this. Right. I'm saying that to your point. It's like, what the fuck? Why aren't they shopping it? Why aren't they trying to get it made? Yeah, don't fucking wait for somebody to come to you. Be proactive. You've got this thing that, again, it is beloved. Yeah. I know I've spent it an hour picking it apart, but this fucking, this series is beloved. Nobody who talks about D&D in novels has been like, oh boy, avoid that. Everybody's like, oh, it's fucking awesome. Nope. It's beloved. What the fuck are you waiting for? 
Yeah, I know. You made that shitty movie, but you're an idiot. It's a 400-and-something-page novel. Why the fuck would you try to boil that down to one movie? Right. Do either a series of movies or fuck that. Just do like a 10-episode animated series adapted in the first fucking half. Something. Come on, man. I don't know. It's it's crazy. I, but, but like I said at the beginning, I'm willing to read the other two books. Okay, that's good. This This... I didn't get to the end and go, fuck you and anybody who says we need to read more. I'm done. <laughs> well, that's good. And I I, I don't think I'm going to be writing a review of this, sadly. But this has helped me work out some of the issues a bit. But I stand by what I said a few minutes ago. It sh- I shouldn't need to read two other books to be like, oh, yeah, that was good. Right. I get what you're saying. But yeah, I get what you're saying. And you might read the other two and feel the same way. I don't know. I have, I, I haven't read the other two books in years and years. So, right. You know, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how childish the writing is or, you know, not childish, but like, uh, you know, amateurish amateurish. or inexperienced. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Amateurish is kind of derogatory, but yeah, but like inexperienced, like, yeah. And like, you know, not polished. It's, it's not right. Right. It's not fully polished. It wasn't well edited. Right. But it's it sounds like you're saying that overall the three books are a more satisfying story than just this one. Yeah. Because, it, like we said, there's a lot of shit. You're talking about Homeboy's Curse, and I'm like, huh? Yeah. Well. Yeah. And I mean, it could be that you know I'm easier on these books because i know more of the backstory of everything yeah i'm sure that's part of it too is um that i'm more familiar with the world and the the reasons behind things and the or not the reasons behind things but the characters and their motivations and you know what eventually happens and what came before and right yeah well i mean okay to bring this bring up something else i love like mystery inc Mm mm-hmm I will fully admit there's a lot of flaws in that show, but I know where it's going. Mm-hmm. That's why I keep telling you, it's like, if you can just get to season two, and I mean, you haven't been like, oh, fuck this or anything. You seemed like you were interested in it, but it's, still, it's just like, I will tell you right in Smallville, too. It's like, there's a lot of problems in this show. I am not trying to say either one of those shows is perfect, but at the end of it, it is... But it's is, worth it, yeah. Yeah, it's worth it. And... Uh, but that see that's slightly different because that would be like comparing a season of each of those shows to this book because that's kind of what it is. This is a three season story and I've read season one, so I I would say even the bad seasons of like Smallville, they the season tells a pretty much complete story with a cliffhanger to be like, but don't forget to come back next year. So yeah, like I said, I, I'm willing to read more, but I shouldn't have to. To like it. Right. I get you. So, yeah. <sighs> you ready to wrap this up? Because I feel like I'm talked out about this book. <laughs> okay. I feel like I'm just starting to repeat myself now. Yeah. No, that's fine. That's fine. Was there more you wanted to say? or? No, not necessarily. I just... No, not necessarily. Okay. You sure? I don't want to cut you off, but it's just like... I feel like I'm repeating myself and... No, no. Okay. Um... Final thoughts. Let's do that. Although I kind of just did mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, my final thoughts is I I still enjoy it. Like, 
like you said though, is I mean it's not perfect. It's got yeah. it's got some slow spots and it's got a few things in there. It's like why the fuck is this even in this book? I don't understand. Right. But I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed reading yeah. it. Even the parts where it was like, oh geez, like eye roll stuff. And it's, but right. it's like it's like oh, but I love this so much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and like I said, it's because I remember the big moments that, that are coming and right and, and the highlights. You know the the when you get down in the weeds of of it, it's maybe not the cleanest, but you know, like you said with Mystery Inc. and stuff, when you get to the end, I think it's it'll pay off and it'll be all worth it. And you know, it's also kind of like Rebels. That that was another yeah. thing where people would bitch about it and be like, "Oh, this is filler. This is stupid. This is filler." And it's like those episodes that felt stupid and were filler by the end of it were some of the most important episodes. Right, and there's probably some of the stuff that you read in this book that you were probably like, I don't fucking get it. Or you may have even glossed over it like you didn't even realize what they were saying. Right. That will come back right. later and you'll be like, oh, I see where they were going with that now. Exactly, that's what I mean. Yeah. But to go back to the analogy I made, it's like this book is a season of TV. Yeah. By the end of each season of Rebels, like I said, that unimportant shit was like, oh, fuck, that was the most important thing. Got it. So it's like, again, I shouldn't have to watch all of Rebels to be able to appreciate season one, episode four. But, yeah. Oh, something before I talk about that. Uh, Something I would like, I think I I would get more enjoyment out of it, honestly. Huh? These, the same two authors that did this, they've also edited and in editing, I think, wrote their own stories. A couple short story collections, too. Dragonlance. Oh, yeah. Um, Tales. Yeah. Tales 1 and I, 2. Yeah. I feel like, and I think there might be more than that. Well, I mean, there's 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 tale, there's tale three books in each one. Yeah, but I mean, I think Margaret on her own has Probably. edited, like, a couple of short story collections, too. But I think those might be slightly more satisfying than just this on its own. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, you should, you should, you should, uh, you should pick up, after we get through these three. Yeah. You should read, um, Heroes. Okay. What, what's that? The Heroes Trilogy. Oh, okay. I think the first book in that one is, um, The Legend of Huma. So it, like, it tells you the whole, the whole story of Huma and his Minotaur friend and... Who's that written by? Oh, I forget who it's written by. Okay. Not these two guys. I mean, okay. not these two people. There's a different guy. Because I don't think, I don't think they wrote any of the Dragonlance stuff except for things that had these characters in them. So... That would make sense. Yeah. So there's like, there's Chronicles, which are these three books. Then there's Legends, which are the next three books. And then... There's those Tales books that I said, and I think they did like a novella in at least one of those books. Right. And then then there's the uh, the War of the Souls trilogy, which is like in the farther in the future. Like they did that like in the early 2000s or mid to I mean, the mid 2000s. Is that the one that's like their kids or something? Or Yeah, it, it focuses on um, their kids and them as as older Okay. Adventurers, you know, like retired adventurers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was pretty good. Yeah. Okay. I mean, again, I I want to read more D and D novels in general. Yeah. But, like I said at the top, they're just so hard to fucking come by. Yeah, they are. But yeah. Um, 
what I wanted to ask you though, uh-huh. what what do you want to do for the next series of book club? Do you want to do the second book of this, or do you want to take a break and do something different? Or I, it doesn't matter to me. Do we need to figure something out? I mean, not we can put you on the spot like this. Yeah, I mean, we can. <laughs> yeah, we can just we can figure it out. I guess. Okay, because this was impromptu. This was just me wanting to figure out what the fuck this what was. a dragon lance is yeah yeah but yeah okay so yeah the announcement of series eight which <laughs> we said we were going to pre-announce what series seven was <laughs> uh, well surprise you'll find you'll find out when it drops <laughs> um yeah we'll try to be a little bit more proactive on that one <laughs> but um yeah i think that's good so, you want to do some Patreon thankies real quick? Yeah, go for it. And then we can get the fuck out of here. Okay. Patreon shoutouts go to at G-I-G-I-A-M-K-3-0, at Spider Scooby, at Steboost, at AC Feral 1976, at S Morgan 21, at Josh MGA, at Midnight Smoke 1, at Corny Jenkins, at underscore 13 Chris, at TESD Groupie, at Tank Top Ant, at Vegeticus and at Katya Queen. Thank you, Patreoners. Yeah. Uh, thanks go to at the J Sarge for opening music, at T E S D Groupie for help with the intro, at G I G I A M K 3 0 for help with the intro. That's thank yous. Time for our shit? Yes, sir. Our shit. Go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud. Find everything we do at NerdBlitz.com. Get yourself some merch by going to RedBubble.com slash people slash NerdBlitzPod slash portfolio or Spring.com and search The NerdBlitz. Uh, get yourself some extra audio by going to Patreon.com slash NerdBlitzPod. At this point, celebration. We're over... 460 hours of combined content between Patreon and the free feed. Fucking shit. That's excessive. (laughs) That is excessive. With more on the way, I'm at the Scooby-Doom. You are? Fitzman73. And together, we're at NerdBlitzPod. That, I believe, will bring a close to Series 7 of Book Club. Yep, the shortest one yet. Uh, No, we did the Sherlock Holmes story. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, that was one episode, and it was way fucking shorter than this is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we'll, we're going to have to talk it out and figure out figure out what we want to do for Series 8, but hopefully it won't be too long that you'll find that out. Other than that... Put that back on the shelf. This has been a feature of JJ2E Media and TSDJA Productions.